Welcome to R&R Showtime with Robert and Ryan. And today we'll be discussing Replacements, Episode 3 of The Bad Batch. Star Wars. Star Wars, yes. The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch. Episode 3. What we're talking about. Yeah. The Replacements. (laughs) All right. So uh, (laughs) how are you liking the show? Uh, How am I liking the show? I'm enjoying it. You know, uh, going the direction I expected. Again, we're just getting to see more of... uh, more of the Star Wars world and just more of this, the effects immediately following uh, the Revenge of the Sith and those, yep. you know, what what took place there and getting to see some more interesting things. Uh, you know, I'm kind of liking the stuff with Tarkin and uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. This episode wasn't, you know, super amazing, but had some interesting things. No, yeah, I think I, I feel like this show continues to go in a positive direction nothing spectacular yet but i think it's on a good course let's get into that recap so the damage to their ship from their escape from seleucami causes the bad batch and omega to get stranded on a moon on a moon and as they get out to basically try and fix the ship a ordo moon dragon steals their ship's power source and so Hunter and Omega set out to retrieve it. So I might. So here's here's one thing. This is just like a note. It's like something I don't really like uh, that they do in TV shows and movies a lot. Um, and it's it's kind of almost like a Deus Ex Machina sort of thing. I, I I'm not sure that's exactly what it what it is. But when something like okay, so the Hunter and Omega go out. And do this, you know, like he, they go try to get the moon dragon and, you know, they see the capacitor and Hunter reaches out for it and the moon dragon like attacks him, knocks off his breathing mask. And he's like, you know, st- starting to die or suffocate or something like that. And Omega's there and puts his mask back on. And I always I always think it because I see this happen a lot is it's like he was about to just go by himself. Right. So just regular bad batch day doesn't have Omega with him. Similar situation. He goes about by himself and he died. Like, he just died right there. But he didn't go by himself. Yeah, but he didn't go by himself. But it's like, I'm just like, really? Like, I guess, you know, it's like narratively, they want to give like a cool reason how Omega was helpful when she did this thing and stuff like that. I'm just like, I feel like, uh, you know, it's just like, how convenient that she happened to be here this time. Yeah, that I, I wouldn't necessarily call it deus ex machina, but... I get what you mean that basically given this situation had Omega not been there, Hunter would have just died. And that would have been silly. It would have just been like, wow, that would, I mean, all these missions you go on and stuff and you die because you like let him dragon. But and another thing to say, he's supposed to have enhanced senses and stuff, right? Like, yeah, you know, he can track and all that, but how did he not, I don't know, like know that it's close by or something. I mean, I, I was like, that this is a little, it's a little silly, but again, it is what it is. It's, I it's, mean, it's not something that I noticed, I, I'll say, but... It's just something I noticed. I noticed this in TV shows and movies, so it's not like this specifically is doing that bad. I just see that all the time, and every time I'm like, well, I guess he just died right there if she wasn't there, which she wouldn't have normally been there. She He just happened to. And and I wouldn't assume that he's taking extra liberties, like, oh, I can be a little more, uh, you know... like like If he's, anything, he'd be more on his guard to protect yeah. Omega. Yeah, so it's like, well, letting himself get taken advantage of like that. I'm like, that this doesn't seem logical, like really to say, but it, it isn't a big deal. I just wanted to point out something that I always see. 
And how they did it again. But yeah, so Hunter is incapacitated, which prompts Omega, Omega to continue the hunt alone, where she tracks the dragon down and manages to retrieve the power source. So this is basically the story on the moon. There's basically mm-hmm. two stories broken down between the episode, one mm-hmm. on Camino, one here on the moon. And so that's basically the arc of the episode is Omega wants to be helpful and she's helpful. And then there's also this uh, thing where she doesn't have her own room on the ship. And then after she returns back with the, uh, the power source uh, wrecker has uh, surprised her with her own little room setup, including his stuffed uh, animal thing. I guess he's just giving to her, which I'll say, um, uh, it, the episode's not really doesn't really have any proper focus on Wrecker, but I feel like this episode to me gives the most character development to Wrecker in a in a way. Mm-hmm. I feel like I get the most depth into who he is, what his uh, where his heart's at, and it just makes me like Wrecker more. Yeah, I mean, it's cool of him. I uh, I kind of like that little element. I will just say overall, the whole storyline that's going on on the moon is actually, you know, fairly uninteresting, really. I mean, it's it's okay. It's kind of cool. One thing, uh, you know, I think adding to my previous theory about the force sensitivity um, is uh, her interacting with the moon dragon. Now, maybe it is just that she figured out like, oh, it's like scared of the light or something like that and this and that. But, you know, this thing could have just like killed her like easily to just, you know, and I, I'm thinking maybe, maybe she unknowingly you know force beast mind tricked it kind of thing something like that maybe uh, i my logic was that she didn't seem as much of a threat as hunter posed when put right up next to him and she ended up giving him a gift so there's no reason for the thing to attack her that that would be the logic i guess yeah, still very potential. However, so the more interesting storyline going on in this episode. I mean, yeah, the, to be clear, that storyline was very much a filler plot. Yeah, basically. Like, we we want to look in on these chips some more, but that's more like maybe next episode, episode yeah. later, yeah. when we're able to do that. That's when we'll get that development. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Hold on tight, kids. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, yeah, so back on Camino, uh Crosshair is undergoing another, uh, it looks like another little uh, procedure, I guess, to reinforce the inhibitor chip even more. Yeah. Um, and what's what's the guy's name? Not, it's not Tarkin, but the guy that he... Admiral to, Rampart. Yeah, Admiral Rampart. So he's kind of heading up this initiative to sort of locate, bring in uh, new troopers, non-clone troopers. Conscripted sol- soldiers. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're seeing the beginning of uh, stormtroopers here. But the but right now it looks like they're kind of starting out with like an elite group, mm-hmm. um, and they bring in a few mercenary soldiers, whatever they are, and put them under the charge of Crosshair and say, "Hey, we need a test to see if they're effective and if they can succeed where Clone Force ninety nine failed." Yeah, they're just set to uh, finish the uh, the task they had on Onderon to take out the uh, the enemy. Yep, and so we get that you know we get some interaction with more a little more with Tarkin. Rampart, and then, you know, talking about how, you know, hey, this is kind of the way of the future. We get some of the Kaminoans almost uh, 
scheming a little bit, trying to see how they can continue to make sure that their clones stay relevant and that they stay. Yeah, that's their that's get, their money source. Yeah, they need to stay getting paid. Uh, so there, there's a little bit of some kind of like background plot going on there. I'm interested to see how it kind of how that develops, because, I mean, we know that the clone troopers eventually are not used anymore. So I'm, I'm wondering if that develops into something where, you know, they try to do something tricky and they catch them. And that's like a, and they they probably like, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be something like they get executed for it. Like they're going to be like, I, yeah, that's I'm, treason. You're trying to something, something. I you know. mean, I'm trying to think of any place that the Kaminoans have in Star Wars stuff past this point, but I not that I can think of. Yeah, sounds sounds to me like they're probably gonna do try to do some tricky stuff to stay relevant, and they're gonna get caught, and they're gonna just get wiped off the face of the the, the galaxy. I guess. <laughs> yeah, my 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 feeling would be that crosshair getting unchipped is gonna be the final straw of oh we can't trust these clones mm-hmm. conscripted soldiers only. Yeah, um, but so. We have Crosshair and he leads these uh, troops in there. And there's one of them that's like a, kind of a dissenter. You know, he makes ribs at Crosshair for not, you know. For being a clone. Yeah, basically, you know, saying like, oh, this and that. Like, you know, oh, somebody else should be leading this unit, you know, proposing it should be him. They uh, go, they track down the, uh, I guess it's not Republic, Rebel. Are they Rebel it, forces at this time? It's this insurgents. <laughs> They're called insurgents. It's it, it's Guerrera's men, but without Guerrera being there. Yeah, Guerrera's not there, but a bunch of their men are left behind and are about to leave and are loading some things up. And they get into a uh, firefight, and they, you know, Crosshair's men basically take down all of them and close in on the last ones that sort of, you know, they, they throw down their weapons, they give up, and, and the last ones that are there are just essentially civilians. Yes. You know, no weapons. And the dissenter... He says, uh, we're not going to kill these people like you're mm-hmm. a dumb clone. Like that's like we don't do that. Yeah. Crosshair. He, you know, is questioning them and you know says, hey, can you do anything? You know, do you know anything? Tell us whatever, you know, the uh, you know, the more soldier, the single soldier that's left, you know, says, even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Bam. You know, just blaster says, do you know anything? The civilians don't know anything. They're like, please, you know, we don't know anything. Just let us go or whatever. He says, well, you're of no use to us then. You know, take him out. And yeah, the dissenter is like, no, we're not going to take him out. We're going to take him back. We're going to, you know, he's like crosshair. And you can just see this man. You know, it's we like to think that crosshair is like a decent guy without his inhibitorship. Man, like it's, you know, he's straight raw here where he's like, that's not what the orders were. He, I, he repeats the same question he gave to Hunter yeah. of, are you disobeying orders, yep. basically? Yeah. Are you disobeying orders? But this time, he does not miss. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And he shoots to kill. Yeah. He guns down the dissenter, and he orders the rest of the soldiers, kill them all. And the rest know, comply. Yep. Off screen, we get pew, 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 boom. Those civilians are taken out, like, axed. And basically, Tarkin is uh, very impressed with the mission. Happy that this one went through, and basically, he he implies that ah yes, it's because of the conscripted soldiers. Despite the fact that, that if you look at it, the job got done because of the clone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're they clearly they're just shifting things in their own view. Like this, oh, conscripted soldiers did so good. Like, yeah, you sent like a rogue force of clones to go do something. They're, they're clearly almost like this plot. Like they're they're trying to make it. Yeah, Tarkin, Tarkin didn't want the clones to begin with. He's trying to get an excuse. 
Yeah. So even though he did essentially give them a chance, like if they had succeeded, I guess it would have been in the favor, but, but it's clear that he has a way that he wants it to go. And he's sort of trying to shift it that way. And and even just in his own mind, like believe what he wants to believe. So, but yeah, with hearing Tarkin basically commend the, the conscripted soldier effort, we get the Kaminoan prime minister and the assistant basically saying that uh, we need to uh, basically roll out the secret plan thing we had going. Mm -hmm. And it seemed to be, it seemed to me that there were aspects of their plan that I imagine maybe Omega being gone is caused a bit of a wrinkle in their plan to Mm -hmm. like uh, on to have some new development with the clones, but that's that remains to be seen. Basically, they have something up their sleeves, and I'm interested to see what it turns out to be. Yeah, they say something like how they reference that they'll need more clones, like they'll have to use a bunch of clones to like to create this next development, and like, oh well, they won't notice a few of the clones. They, they're our property, anyways. Yeah, or something like that. And, and, and I'm like, interested. I'm like, what what would you need a bunch of clones for? As far as they, a new. They've also referenced that the Django DNA is degrading. Yeah. And so they must So, and this, th- I would say that that actually lends to my theory that, that, um, uh, Omega, that Omega is spawned more directly from, uh, like Hunter because Hunter wasn't like, a you know, again, they all say they're defective, but they really were engineered for specific, purpose and are slightly better really yeah um and so they were i i still think that they use hunter's dna to to engineer force sensitive omega and force sensitive omega is the is the next development to them like we can create force sensitive clones and if any oh you know another thing here's another theory i have right now is that that might be something that they propose like oh look we can make force sensitive clones and that maybe the emperor's like, I don't like this actually. No, yeah, the emperor would shut that down. Yeah, quick. but like they they think that they came up with something that's really great, and instead it's like, no, we don't need more force sensitives running around. So how about we just destroy all of that, like destroy all Camino, kill all of them? Some, you know, I, that can even be another sort of thread on on where that ends up. Uh, you know, why why the clones for sure end up not becoming a thing. Yeah, but see, I just I like to see the force. I don't know if. I don't know if they're going to put the force into this story because the force is in every other Star Wars story pretty much. I feel like this could be the one show where the force doesn't show up at all and that would make it unique in a way. But the force pervades all things. It's within us and moves through us and, you know, whatever the rest of that Obi-Wan quote is. Okay, nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I, I think they're going to throw it in there. I'm pretty confident. I would bet money that it's, you know, we're going to have four sensitive Omega and that's the part of the new development that they have for the clones. But I can see what you're saying. I mean, if you, you know, look at some of the star Wars media, like Star Wars rogue one was basically devoid of the force. I mean, they had guys that worship the idea of the force and, but they were not like Jedi. They did not use the force. It has Darth Vader in it. You see Darth Vader within the movie using the force. Like, like at this point in the show, the only 
I guess we do see the force being used at the beginning of the yeah. first episode. Yeah, if that's your definition. Like, then it's basically like it's already failed off the first episode. But it's not like a presence throughout. It's like just at the beginning, whereas we see it. I don't know. It, it It's referenced on screen in Rogue One multiple times. Actually, a better example would be Solo. I don't think the only thing you get close to the force is a hologram of uh, Maul. Actually, yeah, I don't think you get really hardly any of the force in Solo. So, but we're talking about the Bad Batch. So we're talking about the Bad Batch, though. We're not talking about Solo, which is a good movie. And I don't care whatever you say. Unpopular opinion. Fight me. I mean, I, The Last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie. So. Also a popular fan. It's all right, everybody. I will fight him off the <laughs> after we get off the podcast. As long as we can all agree that Rise of Skywalker is bad. That is that is. Uh, I think we are all mutually agreed that it's actually not a very great film. Bad. That's definitely a podcast for another day, though. It's bad. Yeah. All right. Well, so uh, we recap the episode. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like we're not going to have a ton to say about these episodes, at least until something like heavy plot significant comes through. But this episode was just sort of like a gap filler episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get a little furthering of the story with the conscripted soldiers. But other than that, it's just sort of like light steps forward as opposed to a heavy arcing progress which leads me leads me to question first of all do we think this is a multi-season show no interesting that you would say that because i'm getting the feeling that it could be simply because things are going rather slowly whereas like falcon and the winter soldier wandavision we had leaps and bounds like stuff happened in every episode because it was the one season they had to get everything in in the one season, whereas this is taking things slowly enough in like we still haven't really gotten anything on tech as a character other than he's just sort of focused on what he's doing at any given time. And he's sort of like one track mind, whereas it if I thought this was going to be a one season thing, I feel like we would have gotten a bit more into him at this point because if they're going to spend an entire episode on him and then that's going to be all you get out of him in a one season show that's going to be a bit he's just going to feel like a like he's just there to get tech stuff done as opposed to being a character you make a fair point there actually i mean it, they aren't really moving things along too quickly. And if it was going to be something like a 10, episode, 10, 10 show, you know, sort of just, you know, single one shot miniseries, then I think you are right. They would probably move things along a little quicker and, and get us like a, a better example almost would be the Mandalorian where we're, I mean, though there's episodes that aren't like fully, I mean, yeah, this feels more like a short half hour Mandalorian than it does like a event series of yeah. the bad batch. So my question though would be how many episodes is this is this um uh slotted for? If we know that this has like 20 episodes, I'm like, all right, well they can achieve it in 20 episodes. Like this could be an over. But I mean, if it's only 10, then I could yeah, then I could actually fully see this actually maybe having 
you know, two or three seasons to finish out. I don't know why they would need to go five seasons. Not to say I wouldn't want to see five seasons, but uh, to tell the story, I just don't. I, the according to Wikipedia, it, the, this season will consist of 16 episodes. Again, that feels not like a one season miniseries hmm. that that feels like an episode allotment that you give to the first season of a recurring show. Hmm. Well, yeah, I think I think that because that it, it, it might get a. In fact, it is. If you look at it, 16 episodes. 20 minutes a piece that roughly equivalents to the eight 40 minute episodes of that. The Mandalorian gets a season. Mm-hmm. It's basically been given a, a Mandalorian episode order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be mad to see it. Uh, the thing is, you know, now I, now I think about it. I, I think you're actually probably more right now that we talk about it. And I think it would, it, that gives me more hope for the show. I don't want it to be one season because if it's one season, now that I read that there's going to be 16 episodes though, that will give it enough time for stuff to happen. Yeah. If it was going to be a one season thing, but I, I think maybe I'm just being like greedy for a, a lot of this, but I'm hoping that they don't make this a one season thing because I, maybe it's just WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier sort of getting to me, but I don't want to keep seeing every show that Disney Plus puts out be a one season like, oh, isn't this cool thing? And then if you like it, it stops happening. And this is basically the continuation to the Clone Wars that you can have without it being still within the Clone Wars, where I think they can make this work for multiple seasons but ultimately it's up to disney what they want to do with it yeah i get i get what you're saying plus it'll move them more towards their you know absolute dominance by being more like netflix where they have multiple shows coming out with new seasons within the next like three to you know five years if they just keep doing that where they have okay bad you know a couple years from now bad batch season three and uh you know x marvel you know tv series number two and this and that like you know they, they could actually have like rosters of seasons that are coming out and everybody's constantly like looking forward to the new season of x thing that's going to be coming yeah and so like the hardcore disney fans will always be plugged in whereas the more casual audiences will just be like well my kids can watch that cartoon stuff i'll let them watch that but i i'm more interested in the 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 live action the real the real stuff you know so i'll just watch the mandalorian when that comes out you know i like that baby yoda wow that was a really good regular person impression was it yeah i was i i mean i've met at least a dozen people that sound just like that so yeah yeah comes from experience yeah um uh, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so uh i mean back to the show at hand i I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm liking this show and it's like, I mean, it's not, it's nothing groundbreaking. Like it's kind of the look more of the clone wars and, but that's not a bad thing. And the fact that I'm getting into this without any of the characters within the clone wars, I guess technically echoes a character from the clone wars, but like he was never one that they were basing. I get, I mean, there were episodes where he was a main focus, but he was never like the main focus of like any of the major arcs. He wasn't and, a protagonist. Yeah. And he's not a main focus here, to be honest. 
it's more on Hunter and Omega. But yeah, well, I mean, I don't have much else to say about this episode. Like we said, you know. yeah, I think these Bad Batch episodes are going to be. We're not going to have a ton to say on them, so but we we're going to have some other podcasts that should be much longer coming out here pretty soon. Oh, so. yeah. It's going to be real long. And you're going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and next month will be Loki, so we can jump into that. So I guess, so from what I heard, Loki is premiering on a Wednesday, and it's going to be a Wednesday show. So we're going to have, and if this is 16 episodes, then it should be, coming out for a while so we're we're gonna have loki and the bad batch coming on each week is my presumption both i like it give them both to me please i want both shows at the same time yeah spraying their delicious amazing (laughs) story all over me so i can enjoy it Mm. yeah okay (laughs) All right, so, but I, yeah. I'm okay with this. I want both, okay? Give me all the shows at the same time. Every movie, every show. What's the next movie coming out? Black Widow, right? That's June or July. Is it about in time? They pushed it back at least, you know, a million times or something. Probably at least that. Yeah, like exactly one million times. Yeah, just give it to me. Come on, stop. Stop messing with my I want a Marvel movie. How about a Star Wars movie? Think it's about a character I don't really care about. Imagine how long it's going to be before another Star Wars movie comes out. I like Star Wars, but I don't like it as much as I like Marvel. That's fine. I can wait for a Star Wars film to come out. Okay. I'm literally going to, you know, I I don't know when I'm glad that I got WandaVision and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I would have probably like, you know, crushed a baby's head or something (laughs) waiting for Marvel. (laughs) No. You know this is on the internet, right? <laughs> Obviously, I'm just joking. Right? Right. Right. I hear the babies crying <laughs> from your room at night. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, all these babies are safe. <laughs> no babies were harmed in the making of this podcast. We promise. Yes, we promise. All right. So I guess I think it's time that we just sign off. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably best that we. I just stopped talking. <laughs> let this guy have a mic. It was you. It's Ryan's fault. He let this guy have a mic. You bought the microphone. Well, you're the one that's going to edit this and put it online. So, am I, or am I just going to put the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it. I will. Yeah. All right. Fine. I, I'm, I'm too lazy to edit this great. out. Great. Well, uh, until next time, folks, this has been Robert and Ryan. Have a good one. Please let me know if this is your favorite episode. (laughs)